Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger, and with me as always is my best friend and amazing robot, Bebop, Robomogo, Wanatron, the Great. Hey, Bebop. Hey, Jonathan. So, Bebop, what's new? What's happening? We haven't really talked in a while. Well, I've been working a lot on my audio editing skills. Why are you doing that? Oh, no reason. I've just gotten really good at chopping up sounds or words and stringing them together so they sound really natural. That's great, Bebop. You are way better at it than I am. And I, Jonathan Essinger, think you, Bebop, are beautiful. I can't wait to hear what you've been working on sometime. Oh, I think you'll hear it pretty soon. What does that mean? Mm, Nothing. Okay, let's get into this week's episode, shall we? If you remember what happened in the last episode, the explorers were stuck on a gas giant planet and Vale, trying to stop the monster that destroys everything, became something of a gas giant himself. Let's see if and how they get out of it in the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Season 4, Episode 5, Hot Air Balloon. Bebop. Tails is better. Hey guys, said Vale, a small stream of yellow gas swirling out of his mouth. Abigail, Finn, Paige, and Elias all crowded inside the dragon ship's eye, staring out at their friend with absolutely no idea how to fix this situation. Um, Vale? said Abigail. Does it hurt? No, moaned Vale. I mean, a little. It feels like I drank too much lemonade or something, but it's not like I'm dying here or anything. Can you, I don't know, breathe out some of whatever's inside of you? Said Finn, like a big puff. Vale pursed his lips and blew, but nothing came out but another thin trail of yellow gas. I think we should go out there and poke him, said Paige. You know, when you want a balloon to pop, you don't ask it to blow its air out. You poke it. Finn stifled a laugh. 
We don't want Vale to pop. We just want him back to normal. Vale, said Abigail. Does the monster next to you talk? Could you ask it what's going on? Uh, big guy, what's going on here? Can you, uh, stop this? But the monster made no noise. It's poking time, I'm telling you, said Paige. Hold on, said Finn. Foggy, Meg, can you guys hear me? Yes, Finn, loud and clear, said Foggy. Great, listen, I know you guys can't see what's going on out there, but Vale has somehow inflated himself and he's this giant. Can you two fly out there and see if you see anything strange? I mean, strange besides his size. Roger that, said Foggy. And soon the explorers could see the two robots floating in the thick, gaseous cloud of this strange planet. The storm had now completely disappeared, and there was a strange calm out there. I hate to say it, said Elias, but those two out there in that thick yellow air, they kind of look like giant meatballs and soup. The rest of the explorers laughed. You left your communications on, said Vale. I heard that, and I don't appreciate it. Foggy and Meg flew around Vale, steering clear of the giant monster's grasp. All I'm seeing is a big, bloated Vale, said Meg. Honestly, I think the only thing we could do is poke him. See, said Paige, it's poking time. Oh, can I poke him? Said Foggy. It was my idea, said Meg. If anyone's poking him, it's me. Actually, I said it first, said Paige. I'm going down through the nose and coming out there to poke him. Nobody's poking me, said Vale. I still get a say in this and I am anti-poke. Look, ask those guys. Now that the storm had stopped, the little cloud aliens had slowly begun to float over toward the dragon ship. They were again huddled in a massive cloud, dozens of eyes peeking out. Ah, thank you, great hero said the aliens. The process is nearly complete. First, you're welcome, said Vale. And second, what process are you talking about? You have stopped the monster who destroys everything and has transferred its hull into you. It can no longer inhale our planet, and soon it will shrink to nothing. It was true. Finn hadn't noticed, but while they were trying to figure out how to help Vale... The monster had actually shrunk. If Vale was a beach ball, the monster was now a basketball. That's great, said Abigail. Good work, Vale. So then what happens to him? Who? Said the aliens. Our friend, said Abigail, your hero. Oh, we will cast him out of our atmosphere and he will go on to become a gas giant in another galaxy. Wait, what? Said Vale. This is how our species is spread for eons. We will send you far from here to a galaxy unknown. And once there, our species that you have inhaled will begin the work of turning you into a planet. But I don't want to be a planet, said Vale. Planets can't eat candy and stuff. This is the way of our hero. Why can't you just have the monster do that? Become another planet. Why do you need Vale? Said Finn. Because the monster consumes us, refuses to be a vessel. It is our greatest enemy. It will never allow us to expand. 
Will you stop it, please? Said Foggy, again waving away a mist alien that was trying to slip into his joints. Abigail looked at Finn. I can't tell who the bad guy is here, she said. The monster that destroys everything or the aliens that destroy Vale? It doesn't really matter, said Finn. We can't let this happen to Vale. I have an idea. Paige, give me your spacesuit. What? No way. It won't fit you. I'm not going to wear it, Paige, said Finn. Just please trust me. Paige took off her helmet and unzipped her spacesuit. The inside of the dragon ship was conditioned to allow her to breathe, but she wasn't happy about it, standing there in a Marlowe t-shirt and shorts. Finn climbed out of the dragon eye and opened the hatch to the nostril. If anything, you know, goes wrong out there, said Finn. But he didn't finish his thought. He just closed the door behind him and shot out the right nostril of the dragon, carrying his sister's spacesuit in his arms. What is he going to do? said Paige. Who knows, said Abigail. One of his finny things, I guess. Finn floated out into the atmosphere, kicking and swinging his arms as if he was swimming in the ocean. He paddled right up to the cloud of aliens. Why do you keep trying to get inside of our robots over there? said Finn, pointing to Foggy and Meg, who were again shooing away the little aliens. We desire a form, said the aliens, to occupy a solid space. Finn looked at Vale. He was now twice as big as he was, and the monster had shrunk down to the size of an elephant. Vale was getting bigger and bigger, and soon he would be shot off into a distant galaxy. What if I offered you this, said Finn, holding up the spacesuit. Who is your leader? You could have this spacesuit. It could be yours. Fill it up and live in here. Finn pressed the button, and the visor of the suit opened up. I'm the leader, said one mist alien, breaking away from the others. I will take this offering. It floated over to Finn and down into the suit. There's room for more, said Finn. About a dozen more aliens broke off from the mist cloud and entered the suit. And when the arms and legs started to inflate, Finn shut the visor. Now that you have this gift, said Finn, will you please let my friend go? Go back to normal, I mean. We cannot. We will not. He is our hero and we are his destiny. I thought you might say that, said Finn. He swam back down toward the dragon ship. You know what this is, he said, pointing to the ship. It's our ship, yes, but it's also a dragon. And do you know what dragons do? They breathe fire. Now, I'm guessing that, since you're made of gas, you're not a big fan of fire, are you? Let my friend go, and my friend Abigail up there won't let this ship breathe a spark. Keep on with your plan, and I'll open up this visor, and we can have a little barbecue. The gas aliens inside the suit were horrified, shrinking away. Never! They yelled. Never! The winds whipped up again, and Finn was pulled away from the ship. The giant cloud of aliens had swept him up and was tossing him left and right. Oh man, said Finn. I'm gonna be sick! Foggy flew toward Finn and grabbed him by the waist, but the aliens, too, began tossing the robot around. What do we do? said Abigail. Okay, Meg, said Vale. Do it! What? said Meg, who was just about to fly up to help Finn and Foggy. Do it! Do what? 
Poke me! Don't make me say it again or I might chicken out. Poke me in the belly! Meg shrugged. Okay, here goes nothing. Meg poked Vale hard in the stomach. A giant gust blew out of Vale's mouth, filling the air with mist aliens, drops of water and ice, and creating a current that shot up into the edges of the atmosphere. Do it again, said Vale. More this time. <laughs> Laughed Meg. With pleasure. Meg poked, poked, poked Vale's belly, and more gusts shot out of his mouth. He aimed them at the giant mist cloud, and the aliens all began to break away from each other, one by one. This is like one of those video games you told me about, said Meg. I press this button here, and then poof, you blow away the aliens. Yeah, except the button is my belly button. Ow, said Vale, who was now returned to normal size. The aliens had all scattered across the sky, and Finn and Voggy were now floating freely, exhausted, a little dizzy, but fine. Finn raised the visor of the helmet. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, said the aliens as they escaped out of Paige's spacesuit. Get out of here, he said. I was never going to actually use the dragon on you, but I didn't have a choice but to say that I would. The explorers all gathered in the mouth of the dragon ship, Foggy and Meg too. Paige stayed up in the dragon's eye to make sure all of the mist aliens floated away and to put her spacesuit back on. Okay, Elias, set us a course for the Puzzle Master's planet, said Abigail. I'm sure our parents are freaking out over this. I could do that, said Elias, but look what just came in while Vale was burping out there. Hey, I wasn't burping. I was saving lives, said Vale. What is it? said Abigail, squinting at the dragon ship's strange monitor. It's a signal, said Elias. It has to be the Marlow. A signal from the Marlow. Oh, we have to follow it, said Finn. We can come back for our parents, but we might lose the signal. Paige walked into the dragon's mouth, zipping up her suit. Gross. It's all wet inside here now, and it smells like perfume, she said. What did I miss? Nothing much, said Abigail. Elias... Set a course for that signal. We're taking back the Marlow. All right, I am here with my son and editor, Griffin Robomogo Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. Hi, hi, hello. What did you think of that episode, Griffin? <laughs> All right. Perfect. That was actually something that you, I think, I don't remember if you said it on the air or if you said it just to me that you thought they should poke Vale. Was that your idea? That was your idea, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Do you have any questions about the episode? Uh, what is Marlo doing so close to them? Well, we don't know how close it is. You could have a signal from light years away come through. We don't know how where that signal is coming from exactly. And we don't know for sure that it's the Marlow. Elias thinks the signal is coming from the Marlow. Because it's the only really big thing on the map. Right. But I think what could be happening here is one of two things. And 
I don't know which one it is yet, and you don't know which one it is yet. Hey, come on. Just tell me <laughs> what the two things are. <laughs> okay. So, number one, Genevieve and or Olivia and Olivia have figured out how to send a signal out into space so they could be rescued in some sort. Either that, or I guess this could be three. All right. It could be three things. <laughs> one is that the kids figured out how to send out a signal. Another is that Elias has misinterpreted another signal as coming from the Marlowe. And the third is that Bunce is setting a trap. Yeah, I'm guessing with the last one. You think it's the last one? Yes. Well, it could be. I don't know. It is. It you is. don't know. It is. It is. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But we'll see. I mean, it could be anything. All right. Any other questions or thoughts about the episode? Uh, nope. All right. Then what time is it? Jokes. It's joke time. Art. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Okay. It's art time. Jokes. Okay. It's joke time. Art. It's joke. Art. 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 Joke. Joke. Art. Art. Joke. Joke. Art. Joke. Art. Joke. All right. It's art time. Joke. <laughs> okay. Thank you to Cameron and Gabrielle from Canada. Finney, who's nine, from Sag Harbor, New York. Joe H., who's eight, from Egan, Minnesota. Desmond, who's seven, from Eugene, Oregon. Helena, who's nine. Felix, who's six, from Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. Jessica, who's five, and Zoe, who's seven, from Wellington, New Zealand. Kara, who's seven, and Meredith, who's five, from Oregon. Five-year-old Max Hunt. Six-year-old Oscar Latin. Brothers Henry, who's eight. And Calvin, who's six, from Baltimore, Maryland. Our good friend Scarlett. Jimmy, who's six, from Cleveland, Ohio. Jeremy, who's seven, from Royersford, Pennsylvania. August, who's five and a half, from Seattle, Washington. Linnea, from Portland, Oregon. Ozzy, who's 11, from Shoreline, Washington. Our pal Zion, who is 12, from Washington. Paul, who is eight, from Atlanta. And Hyder, who is five, from New York. And our joke today comes all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. Thanks to our pal Dami for sending this in. Hi, my name is Damilari Ajay. I'm from Nigeria in Lagos. I am seven years old and I have a joke. What do you call a UFO that's about to crash into our planet? A UFO. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, Tommy. And now let's hear a joke from our friend Preston. Hello, my name is Preston, and I'm five years old, and I'm from North Carolina. And this is my joke. How do you organize a space party? You plan it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for your jokes. Thank you all so much for your art. Thank you all so much for your sounds. Don't forget Sound Club. Putting that out there. Oh, what about Character Club? Do you want to tell people about Character Club? Okay, it'll be coming out in after the next episode. And what is Character Club? So, like, people send in their ideas for characters. We visit, like, characters we already met. Maybe a little Roblox roll call for a few episodes. Okay, so the listeners suggest new characters also request to see old characters and maybe some ideas for so we could do a robot roll call. Yep. Okay. All right. That's cool. 
maybe those could go into some like some bonus episodes or something, or maybe we'll be able to incorporate them into the storyline. Yeah. And sometimes it's just fun to talk about characters too. We could have a character club episode where we just talk about potential characters. That could be kind of fun. Yep. All right, Griff. Well, thank you so much. Anything else you want to say? Don't forget, it's coming out in two weeks. All right, coming out in two weeks. All right, thank you so much, everybody. And can you say goodbye, Griffin? Bye, bye. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye-bye. All right. I want to say thanks to everybody who has sent in their art. Thanks to everybody who has sent in their jokes. Thanks to everybody who has sent in their sounds. Thanks to everybody who has sent in their questions and their ideas. We're going to have some special bonus episodes coming up where we talk through some of your questions, some of your ideas. We got the character club coming up. So lots going on. Really excited about it. Thank you all so, 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 so much. The Alien Adventures of Fincast is a Gen Z Kids production. Written and produced by Jonathan Messenger. Edited and guided by Griffin Messenger. With special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg. Recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our pal Sir Ian Dingman did our cover art. And for any more information you'd like about the show, check out the show notes or go to fincaspian.com. And for more great shows, go to bestrobotever.com where you can find all the shows that Gen Z is making. Thank you all so much and we will see you next week. Bebop is so, 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 so beautiful. It's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free. The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.